Hi, Ethan. Hey, Harriet. So, why did it take us so long to start a podcast? You know, we've been trying to do this for two plus years now. It's kind of crazy that we actually, today, Monday, February 6th, we sat down, we have a microphone, we have every appliance you could possibly imagine to record a podcast, and we're actually doing it now. Yeah, it's very exciting. I think we should start off with how the podcast came to be, and I think that includes how we met. Whoa. So, are we going all the way back to my mom and you, actually? Yes. Okay, yes. do you want to tell that story? So, I came back after the summer 2020 pandemic, mid-August, and I was moving into the apartment next to Ethan, and his mum let me in with my suitcases on the first day I arrived. And then, one day, Ethan knocked on my door. Actually, I think that very same day. Yes. Yeah, probably. And you know what? We hung out with Mary that night. Do you remember that? That was so much fun, yeah. Yeah, we hung out with Mary. Yeah. Shout out Mary. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I think what happened next was I'm in bed and I get this really strange notification from Instagram that I've never seen before. And I'm being Instagram called by Harriet. I open it up. I can kind of barely hear her, but like I can tell that she's very frantic. And so I get out of bed. I walk next door. I knock on her door and I open it up and... And there was a large cockroach in my suitcase, and I wanted Ethan to kill it for me, but he came in and told me that you couldn't kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you kill cockroaches, they actually just lay a billion eggs right where you are, so have a whole infestation. You need to really lightly dispose of them out the window. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I think we, I remember that we had that really long three-hour conversation where, and I guess that kind of leads into, like, why... We wanted to do the podcast in the first place because yeah. we were both the Rachel Berries of our high school. We yeah. both applied early to Yale. We both got deferred. <laughs> we're both very happy at Columbia, though. No, it's it's so funny. Um, so the next day, we're sitting in Harriet's living room. And, and mind you, this was the pandemic summer. So we had moved to apartments in New York City, and other people were moving in with us. But we were there the first day of our leases. Like, the day that we could move in, Harriet and I were there, and we had nothing to do. Nothing, Nothing all day. Do. So we spoke for literally three hours in our first one-on-one conversation. And we immediately recognized a few similarities, as Harriet's pointed out. One of them being our love for Glee and that we are rich. I love is a very strong word. <laughs> I think... Um... Harriet, you can't not say that we didn't love Glee because we watched it every single day of the pandemic. I know. I've seen the first three seasons twice now. We need yeah. to make it to season six, though. You know, I want to see the finale. So the entire time that I was rewatching Glee with Harriet and a bunch of our friends, I could never admit to anyone that I literally never made it past season three. Yeah. Like, I've seen random episodes of past season three and some of the crazy scenes, but it just got so bad. Yeah. When they went to Niata. No, did we see Niata? I think we I watched Niata together, Niata. but I was acting Sarah my Jessica ass off. Parker. Yeah. yeah I was pretending yeah. that I had seen that. Yeah. You know? One day, maybe maybe on the podcast, we'll watch the season finale or series finale of Glee. Yeah. It was at, let us know in the comments <laughs> <laughs> something you're interested in. Our 20 fans. How yeah. many people do you think will listen to this? Do we care? I think, well, we can make our roommates watch it. That's four yeah. people already. Um,. I can threaten my sister to watch it, and I think yeah. she will. I do think we'll probably have double the amount of hate listeners as real listeners. Uh, I don't want to be one of those hate-listen people, though, but I think we might be. I think we might be, but it's because we're Rachel Berry and we're owning it now. Because I think Ethan and I toe the line of, like, or maybe I'm just talking about myself, of, like, people being... If the podcast is our life, like, uh-huh. some people hate watch, some people love watch, but I think... I mean, maybe for you, maybe I'm the hate watch and you're the love watch. No, Harriet, I think that you're speaking for both of us, and I like to think that we're really complex characters, mm-hmm. and you're I right. I think we both know people that are our foils, 
Yeah. But I think of the hate watch versions of us. Yes. But I couldn't say, I couldn't exclaim that people love to watch us. Or love to Agreed. watch me. Agree. I, I think that will be I feel background like I love noise. to watch you. Oh my god, I would love to watch you too. Yeah. But I think we will be background noise. And I'm okay yeah. with that. Because, I mean, and to kind of circle back to why it took us so long to start this podcast, we're not doing this to be famous. We're doing this because we want to do this. And we want to do this so badly that we've been talking about it for two years. Yeah, and we've been in pre-production for two years. Yeah. So that's how you know it's going to be very good. Yeah, that's <laughs> how you know there's a really a lot of thought being put into this, a lot of care. What have we learned over the last couple of years that makes us <laughs> authorities on... Being podcasters? Yeah. Do you want to know what we've learned over the past two plus years that has made us so equipped to do it today? Is we are ruminators. <laughs> we are ruminators. And we've accepted that about ourselves. We cannot let something go. No, no we can't. No, we can't. No. We cannot let anything go. And also, what's that thing I always say to you? We learn every lesson the hard way. We do. We have never once taken someone's advice. No. Except each other's. Yes, true. But it's even, also... Even then. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's less us taking each other's advice and more of us going through the same bad things at the same time and then learning the same lesson and updating each other on that lesson. Yes. You know? We're like a kind of a Sex in the City episode where like every character, there's like one lesson and every yes. character learns it in a different way and that's our lives. Exactly. Every semester at college has been a different <laughs> lesson that we've learned the hard way. And only now in our last semester of college were we actually equipped to sit down and speak to you guys for 30 minutes a week. Mm-hmm. So we can't describe like our ideal audiences yet because we'd be happy to have an audience. <laughs> but I think... Back to our hate watchers, I'm happy to have anyone. Yeah, we also... Yeah. Seriously, anyone. Honestly, like our comments will be turned on. Yeah. On whatever platforms. I don't think... What are we posting this on? I think we'll start with our own Instagrams, and if we have an audience of greater than 10, let's say, then we can do a that podcast Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I think 10 is the baseline. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I think we can cobble together 10 people yeah. to listen. You know what the thing you were saying about us learning every single lesson the hard way? <laughs> you know what I realized we are not, Harriet? We are not savvy. Yes. There are some people the in life- The least savvy people yes. we know. Yeah. We're the least savvy people we know. There are some people in life who just- like, they don't learn anything the hard way. They're just so... And we call them lucky, but they're not lucky. They're savvy. They're savvy. Yeah, so true. Also, but there's that thing I saw on TikTok the other day of, like, the nonchalant people. Like, we're yeah. the most chalant people we've <laughs> We are very chalant. <laughs> um, Back to our rumination, though. I have something to ask you. Yeah? So, both Harriet and I listened to this podcast called Celebrity Memoir Book Club, and I found myself today, you know, like, doing my errands, living my life, and wondering, how am I going to put this in my memoir one day? Do you live as if one day you'll be covered on Celebrity Memoir Book Club? No. I live my life as if, like, every single era of my life, I need to be able to put it into a chapter of my memoir. Mm. And I'm worried that that's going to stop me from being a person worthy of writing a memoir one day i mean i've been thinking a lot about like recording lives recently and i because i like keep a journal every day and Mm. i but i realized no matter what happens like before i die i will have to burn my journals because there is no way anyone else could read them yeah my journals from my rachel berry era are so dark so dark so dark dark. i think at one point i like beg god to let me get into you i'm not (laughs) religious by the way i can't even say what's in those journals but i have them and maybe we can read them one day because i do feel really distant and removed from that version of myself i remember him but i don't think i'm ever going back mm. to rachel berry i think in our ideal state we're quinn for after getting into yale yes but i think 
right now this year i'm like quinn for Bray when she goes through that like rebellious phase yeah she's like smoking under the what is it um bleachers yes nice i think i'm right at the end of my that phase mm. i think that i'm kind of coming into the version of myself that i'm more at peace with <laughs> <laughs> no we've been so peaceful this year we really have yeah i think we got a much better relationship with what we want to do with our time yeah particularly socially so true. I mean, yeah. Ethan and I have sp- spoken about this recently, but last summer was um, not low. good. Low. low. A huge low. Huge low. I'm just happy to not to be yeah. there anymore. Anything's a victory. Anything. Anything's a win. Yeah. I basically, and I haven't admit, admitted this to a lot of people in my life, because there's some people that might be angry and think that I gave mono to them, but I had mono last summer. <laughs> um, and I'm finally coming out saying I had mono. Congratulations. Um, thank you. We did have more conversations like that. I know. Yeah. I recently got tested and I've never had mono. Well, I'm kind of embarrassed though. Yeah, it's obviously kind of lame if you haven't <laughs> gone to college in New York and you haven't got mono. Yeah. Yeah, you need to go outside. Or maybe cool. it's just that I'm with people who all had mono when they were younger. And so, mm. like, I'm only, you know, yeah. seeing immune people besides you, I guess. Yeah. And now you are. Yeah, and I like, honestly, when people would tell me that they had mono, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> like, it's a cold. But now I'm like, no, you feel so tired. Yes. And then you feel like you beat down on yourself because you feel lazy as well. I'm so scared of getting mono because I'm a naturally very tired person. Like, get nine hours of sleep and wish that I could get 12. Mm. And I'm so scared of what mono would do to me. Yeah. I would sleep all day, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a very leisurely person. I like... Yeah, you are. I like my to wake up at six, but not get out of bed till nine. Yes. I need my three hours of bed rot in the morning. Yeah, I'm really curious what my life would be like if I got that time back. I was thinking yeah. about it today. I, I mean, I woke up at 8 and got out of bed at, like, 9. Mm. But I was wondering if all of those one hours just sitting in bed, what if I was learning a language? I would be... You'd probably be able to I would know, like, four language. languages by now. Yeah. No, I think... I would often think about, like, if I had one superpower, that'd be I'd never get tired and I'd never need to sleep. Yeah. Because then I could have all of my, like, alone time at night. Yes. And just, like, watch Milf Manor. Have you <sighs> seen the show Milf Manor? I want to see it so badly. It's so good. No, it's hilarious. Is it better than Vanderpump Rules? No. Okay. But for different reasons. Vanderpump Rules doesn't, like, disgust me in a way that I, like, can't stop watching. I see. Yeah, it's crazy. We should... We should cover that. We'll cover that. What is the scope of our podcast going to be, though? We should talk about that. Um, I think we're people that are interested in a lot of things. Yeah. And I think... I think every week we'll have a theme, but also talk about whatever we want. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about, because believe me, we've had so many conversations about lessons we've learned. We'll give you a lesson a week. But yeah. We'll give you a lesson a week, but and hopefully it comes at the right time yes. for you. But also I think we just wanted to get talking. Yeah. Obviously. We are just going to do an episode every week. Yeah. <laughs> we, Ethan and I will release a 30 minute conversation between us every, every week. week. <laughs> <laughs> and you will hear one and you will listen to every other episode. Mm-hmm. And you'll tell your friends about it. I feel like there's an elephant in the room, and I feel like the elephant in the room is, like, maybe those 10 hate listeners. Yeah. Well, you know what my elephant in the room is? So, (laughs) yes, we've been trying to do this for the past two-plus years, but we've been trying to do this episode for the past three weeks. Yeah. And so when people ask me what I'm doing today, I'm always updating them, today's the day. Yeah. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, yes. (laughs) It takes me back to when, because Ethan and I, if we ever wanted to, like, just hang out, just the two of us. Uh Uh-huh. 
and we can cut this out obviously yeah is we we would say that we had this podcast that we were working on and we'd like lock ourselves in, yes. one of, in mine or his room and just like giggle yeah um but it's 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 embarrassing but it's actually true now yeah and so wow i'm really happy though me too i mean i think what really like revived our interest in doing this podcast was going to the view yes we should tell them about that yeah so for context harry and i have tried to go to the view twice now the first time we went we showed up we came maybe 30 minutes earlier than our ticket Mm. said we get there and we're the last people who arrived that did not get to go in so basically if you ever want to go to the view you have to get there super super early because they oversell tickets in order to have a full audience and they will turn you away yeah we've experienced it and then they'll try to send you to the tamarin hall show no hate to tamarin hall but we want to see <laughs> we want to see whoopi and joy yeah but unfortunately the time we did get in joy wasn't there so we're gonna we're gonna go again yeah with the lessons that we've learned one i bought my film camera which was yes. the right thing because like they're really strict on phones. Yes. But I got some great photos. Yes. That I haven't developed yet, but I'm sure I do. <laughs> um, we met these lovely women in line behind us. Yeah. They came all the way from Georgia to see The View. Yeah. Because it was... Um, Senator Warnock, I believe. Yeah. And yeah. we got his little um, children's book. It was really cute. Did you read it? Yeah. I can't wait to um, read it to my kids and, yeah. and tell them that I went to The View. I know. It was a really interesting kind of context once you actually get there, too. So... Um, there's not a lot of time when you're sitting in the actual studio. There's a lot more time spent waiting outside, but you kind of become friends with the entire audience in the process. Harry and I were the youngest people there. Yeah. And we they put us in really good seats at first, and yeah. then they moved us to the worst possible seats. Yeah. All we could see was the new conservative woman. What's her name? Um, I don't even know. I don't know, but you know what? Nicole, she was low-key getting bullied on that show. Yes. They were all talking like whoopee... Whoopi, Sarah, Sarah Anna, Sunny. We're all talking in a, and during one of the breaks, and she was over there talking like by herself, and it was really yeah. sad. So that's kind of what surprised me about the view because if you know me, you know that I've also been to the Wendy Williams show, and Wendy came out into the audience. She's kind of like doing stand up with the audience. She shook a ton of people's hands. At the view, it's much more bureaucratic in the sense of in between every single commercial break, they are reapplying makeup. Um, their producers are coming and talking about the next hot topic or they're chatting amongst themselves so there Mm. wasn't much interaction between the ladies of The View and us and there was also so many ad breaks as well I didn't realize how yeah because it was it was like very much like three minute segments yeah like five times it was not like honestly I mean I used to really not like Sunny but now she's my favorite after Joy of course yes but I was really impressed because she was so nice. She was coming into the audience and like yes. s- grabbing people's books and getting Senator Warnock to sign them. She was grabbing her own book from the back and giving it to people. Yeah. Honestly, I thought she was really sweet. She was really sweet and she was beautiful. They were yeah. all beautiful. That yeah. is another thing I noticed. I mean, yeah, we couldn't really see yeah. Sarah or Whoopi because they were, they were, we were behind them. Yeah. But also, I was one of those moments where you just realize celebrities are real people. I think that like, like I forget, like I'm, 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 am I a tall woman? You're pretty tall. Yeah, I'm like 5'8". Yeah. But I I forget that like I'm taller than a lot of these celebrities. It was, yes. It was kind of a crazy feeling. Yes, I did notice that they were kind of short. Mm. Um, Something else to know if you go to one of these shows, this was true for Wendy Williams and The View, if you want a shot at being panned to by the cameras, wear bright clothes. Yeah. They pick sparkly, bright, colorful clothes, and mm-hmm. those people get put on screen. Or be that guy called Ron and just talk and talk and yes. talk all the time. Oh my god. <sighs> he was not reading the vibe yeah not at all because you know what if ron 
for context, Ron was sitting in the audience near us, and there's an MC who comes to kind of warm up the audience beforehand, and in between takes, she's, you know, just making people laugh and smile or whatever. Ron, every time she came over, would hog her attention. She was trying to talk to other people, and we were sitting right behind Ron in our horrible seats. She would have asked us... We would have had so many fun things to say. Yes, we really would have because we watch The View every single day. Just like on this podcast. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We have been watching The View every single day for longer than we've even wanted to do this podcast. Yeah, for longer than we've been at college. Yes. I would come home from high school every day and I'd immediately watch The View. And then right before bed, I would watch clips of the Wendy Williams. For context, we obviously are at school when these shows are films we always watch the youtube reruns but we're huge fans regardless yeah and i think a a huge part of our like personal podcast development was ethan's green couch sophomore year yeah that green couch i miss it so much yeah we would watch um music videos glee the view the view wendy williams but when we say glee we mean like will schuster is creepy (laughs) edits um yeah very rarely did we actually sit down and watch episodes i mean we would from time to time but it was a lot of edits mm. we had As, some good laughs yeah some great laughs yeah why didn't we ever make our own edit is what i'm wondering i think it goes beyond me and i think like it's funny when it's i'm in this for a contest i'm in this class called how to write funny which is <laughs> not going so well um someone in my class on the stairway explicitly said that girl about me was not funny um <laughs> These things are always happening to you. One more thing to say about Harriet in that regard, though. People will come up to me who have classes with Harriet and be like, are you friends with Harriet? And I'll say yes. And they'll say she's the smartest girl in the class. That's happened to me multiple times. I feel like it's happened to you exactly once. No. (laughs) (laughs) And it was from that guy. You know, he would listen to our podcast. We should send him the link to the podcast. Hey, Miles. Hi, Miles. (laughs) (laughs) He would be such a fan of this, I think. I, think. I really think he would, actually. Yeah. I haven't spoken to him or seen late eyes on him in over a year. No, about a year. Yeah. Maybe every podcast, we should think of one person who would really like that episode and then shout them out and send it to them afterwards. Yes. That's so our marketing got, campaign. So far we've got Mary and Miles. Mary and Miles. Yes. We should have a podcast party. Should we have a release party? Yes. Because we've learned our lessons. We've learned. We've, and do you the know what? The lessons TBD. Yeah. Well... No, we, we know what they are, but we just need to... Yeah. I think, and back to the lesson of this episode, though, is we spent years talking about wanting to do something, and stupid little things held us back from actually doing it. Like, we couldn't come up with a name for our podcast, or even what the first perfect episode should be, so we just didn't do it. When in reality, all this time, we should have just recorded it and come up with all of that afterwards, yeah. you know? But we learned our lesson. My fears uh-huh. that we will be, like, Columbia cancelled for being cringe oh but you know what though i think we have to change a narrative on that and just say if they're listening they're fans you know so true they want to consume our content yeah they're fans exactly like we hate watch things too and ultimately i can admit at the end of the day that means i'm a fan yeah milf manor yeah i love watch that actually what else do we hate watch we definitely do yeah exactly they're horrible horrible people and maybe we are i don't know that's up to you but if you're listening thank you but also as a caveat, Ethan and I, I don't think we could withstand mass cancellation online. Yeah. So, please. Yeah. <laughs> Is it possible to put our podcast on private mode? Yeah. <laughs> fans only. Oh, like only fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, then people pay us to listen to our content. We know we're not there yet. We're kidding. But yeah. Maybe 
Patreon. Is that more? No, yeah. only I feel like we would attract an audience of people that are OnlyFans, not Patreon. I don't Agree. Think, yeah. I don't think we're the caliber of Patreon yet. But are people gonna maybe maybe our first like brand deal is be the background noise of some like porn or like OnlyFans video? Yeah, I would respect that honestly. Yeah, if I, I don't know. I've never seen porn before, but if I was watching it. <laughs> And I heard Ethan and I talking, I'd probably be into it. Yeah. And we're not even doing ASMR. No. But should we do that one episode? Yeah, let's do it. But I don't... Like, <gasps> we'll do an episode entirely whispering it. Yes. That's not going to so be... So me speaking normally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be like our penultimate episode. What's When are we ending it? I don't know. Are we doing seasons? We I'm don't have to know. Wait, don't going, let that hold yeah. us back. We're kidding. We'll just go on forever and ever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll have kids will be on the podcast. Wow. Would our kids get along? Ooh. Okay, I don't know. I think so, yes. There's no one yet who I can say for certainty that our kids will get along, or even that our kids will be allowed to hang out with each other. But there are some people, and I will not be naming them here, where my kids are not allowed to hang out with their kids. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. No, because I don't need my kids having those ideas. Neither. I don't need them. Well, no, because kids, I feel like sometimes rebel against their parents. So if the parents are like one way, they always end up different. Oh. So it's like, I think it's case by case. I think we have friends that like. I think that kids rebel against their parents by becoming worse versions of their parents, not better. I mean, maybe, of course, there could be obsessions to that, mm -hmm. but like, I tend to think that children really are reflections of their parents. You know, yeah. like, if you're a bad kid, that came from somewhere. Yeah, but also like. Molestation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Okay, I'm talking about. I'm talking about values and. Yes. Yeah. Um. Good behavior. <laughs> There's a line, of course. Yes, that's something we might need to play back and just. <laughs> just check. <laughs> um, also in the room with us right now is a Jewel Leafa cutout. Yeah, it's really special. My roommate James. It was his... Hi, James. Well, now yeah. he gets a special mention. James has been asking for this podcast. I know James is going to listen. Yes, he sent us a group message the other he day. He did. But... Will he hate watch it? I think... Off the record. Off the record, will he okay. hate watch it? Completely off the record. I don't think that James will say anything negative out loud, but I don't know what he'll be thinking. Is that worse? No. It's okay. Mm. It's natural. It's human. What James. our podcast is, it's a shower listen. I just figured that out. This is the yes. perfect podcast for you to be like, hey, Alexa, play this podcast. And yeah. <laughs> you stream it in the shower. So true. Because like, when you can't really hear it over the water. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also like, there's yeah. certain moments where you are kind of listening and, and you, you know. Yeah. Like you can kind of come in and out because. Yeah. Because there's no plan. Things are bound to repeat. Exactly. And the structure is kind of in a way that um, yeah. it doesn't really matter what part you listen to. Because you're going to yeah. hear it all again. That's so true. Um, what else do we have to talk about? I kind of have a confession. I don't know if it's weird or normal, but I've been waking up over the past month with ear pain, and I've never had that in my life. Ooh. What do you think it is? I have a theory. Well, I always get... When I have when I had strep, because I had mono, uh -huh. I had got an ear oh, infection. Do you think I have mono now? I, got something, <laughs> I had strep and ear infection and mono in the same semester, but I don't know which, I can't remember which one started first. This is fall 2021. Oh. 
and so now I'm just like what if you because I can't work out if it's like the the stuff in the throat drips into the ears yeah or if it's the other way around so I was recently at the doctor and I don't think I've had any of those things the only sickness I've actually had in the past two years is one cold and two bouts of very minor COVID that were a surprise to me both times I wasn't really that sick so I actually think tell the story oof that's another episode. That's, that's a another. Whole episode. That's a whole episode. <laughs> now you have to go preview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but my theory is that it's because I listen to music so loudly and podcast so loudly. Mm-hmm. I blast everything. Yeah. And so, about a week ago, I woke up with ear pain and I was like, I'm sick of this. So I mm-hmm. got up. I didn't lay in bed that day. I took my headphones. And I just threw them out. Like I don't own headphones anymore. So every day I'm at the gym doing my runs and I listen to my music out loud. Like, just out of my phone. Ethan, but, Harriet, Ethan, no one... I know, it's I bad. I can't support you on that. I know you can't, but I do it quietly enough that, like, I don't think that in the loudness and volume mm-hmm. of Dodge that people will be able to hear me anyway. But what I've noticed is literally everyone has AirPods or earphones in. So, so it's as true. if I'm not making noise. Is that acceptable? So true. And I think we're in this age of, like, noise cancellation. Yeah. Is it acceptable? Just tell me. If I didn't know you... You'd be judging me. I would probably. It depends what you were playing. I'm playing Karma. Okay, that's fine then. That was my most listened to song of 2021. And it Uh came out in 2022 and it came out in October. Karma by Sarah Kingsley was my most listened to song in 2021. Both amazing songs. Both amazing songs. Both about revenge, which I feel like for me is obviously a part of this podcast. Harry, it's so interesting to me that you think that Karma by Sarah Kingsley is about revenge because I've never thought that. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is it? Okay, no. by Taylor Swift, it's definitely about revenge. Yeah. But it's about kind of... But I think both of them are about the good sides of revenge, if you're correct that Sarah Kinsley's is. Wait, I actually... I take that back. I'm now... What are the lyrics? Okay, I'm in a religion class right now, and we just had a session on Buddhism. And so my understanding of karma is informed by that one session that was only 50 minutes long. But I think that Sarah Kinsley's karma is more comprehensive. Like, mm. everything in her life led her to this moment which was losing him i i always thought it was about come on and take a seat and let's get started fortune teller tell me how does like the bridge and chorus go your superstition keeps you thinking it was karma i think that it's someone rejecting her or keeping her at arm's distance i think it's like more about like when you know they like you but they haven't admitted it yet whoa this says so much about our psychologies Mm. about our different interpretations Fun fact about me, if I meet someone, a boy that is like slightly shorter than me or slightly younger than me, I assume that they're into me. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what? I mean, I'm sure I do too. I don't think I have as clear um, demographics for what I assume is into me or not, but I definitely am delusional sometimes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> no, definitely. It's, are we? I always find myself asking this question, like, am I deluded? I think someone I who shall not be named, once said that I was like Blanche Dubois in Streetcar Named Desire. And oh that God. was the most cutting insult I've ever had. Wow. If someone said that to me, Harriet, I don't know what I do. Yeah. Wow. But that's, now that's I have so to check myself, like, am I being delusional? Okay. This is my thought on it because I can't believe I'm admitting this on this podcast, but my greatest fear in life has always been to be delusional. Mm. And so the way I've kind of made peace with that fear is that if you are afraid of being delusional, then you're less likely to be delusional. Yeah. Because you're constantly thinking about it. You're careful to not be delusional. The issue is I'm not constantly thinking about it. 
Oh, okay. Well, the fact that you even brought it up now is more than most people. I think most delusional people would never even talk about it. But it's more like I'll be, especially when I'm in my apartment, it's when I get comfortable and I'll just start like chatting to Lila and Sandra Mm -hmm. about things and then I wake up the next day and I'm like, that was crazy. I have so many of those moments. The next day I'm like, I can't believe I said that out loud. Mm -hmm. Are we normal or are we weird? I don't know. Do normal people make podcasts? No. Oh, we like Celebrity Memo Book Club. Yeah, but they're not normal. Yeah. We love them, though. We love them. Maybe, should we write a memoir for that purpose? Scrap the podcast, let's write a book together. (laughs) Another reason why it took us so long to write (laughs) this podcast. We've also had a billion other creative ideas Mm -hmm. that we could possibly do. At one point, (laughs) this was going to be a podcast about the Jewish Kennedys. Yes. (laughs) Oh my god. That could be an episode. We should get a Jewish Kennedy on. Wow. Yeah. See, well, I think what we're trying to say this episode is like, this is an introduction, but not one that you'd find in an academic paper, because we wouldn't do very well on it if that was the case. But no. we're just saying, with us, if you come on this journey with us, and I'll never refer to it as a journey again, <laughs> we'll find a lot of, we're going to explore a lot of different topics that take us week by week we're gonna talk to we're gonna so we're gonna dm the poster boys of columbia the ten dollar poster boys yeah and try and get them on because they're very engaging you know what even if they don't come on which i think they will i know they'll listen mm-hmm. i really do believe that they'll listen to at least one episode yeah we tried to i followed them on instagram one of them still has to follow me back um, oh really they both followed me back that's yeah sorry well so maybe well but then they won't let us dm them so it's kind of yeah instagram won't let us do it so you know what harriet we have to go and buy a poster and go and talk with them yeah should we we buy one this week yes we should bring our (gasps) equipment and just say yes right now and take a photo with them maybe they'll post on instagram some free advertisement yeah you know maybe but i feel like their audience would hate listen to us should we be so concerned about hate listening no like i said it's fans i can't handle it though i know you can't okay i'll read the comments and i'll give harriet only the highlight reel it's like um yeah okay you know what i was also thinking this can kind of be our segue to conclude this episode yes this is our anti-hero era i feel like (sighs) speak for yourself (laughs) (laughs) no but in a good way no because this is how i view anti-hero and i want to see what your interpretation of it is i view anti-hero not as her feeling any of the things she describes in that song but kind of getting over all of those feelings you know like her saying i'm the problem it's me is her just taking control of her life and we're taking control of our podcast. <laughs> I, I read it differently. How do you read it? I think it's like, you know when you go out to a party and then you come back and like, you're kind of drunk, but you're a little bit like, oh my God, everyone hates me. That's me after every single and party. And that's, that's, that's why it's the, on the Midnight's album, because she's just come back from a party where she feels like everyone hates her. And then she's like, it's mm. me, I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah, I think that... Her that- party is probably not in EC no (laughs) I think that for me that song came out at a time in my life when I was realizing that the issues that I had and I know this isn't the case for everyone this was just my own issues were all truly both my own issues and therefore only fixable by me Mm. I totally totally agree with that Mm. I think the song that I resonated most with when we did the listening party in this apartment was Bejeweled though because I heard that song and I just feel like felt like especially last summer and at some point throughout college, especially during the pandemic, that like I'd lost my sparkle mm-hmm. in conversations and I just felt like realizing lately I've been realizing like how I can turn it on and I don't have to be that person all the time and then just realizing like best believe I'm still bejeweled. What's that line she says? It's about Calvin Harris, right? 
totally when i walk in the room i can still make the whole place yeah harry you changed my life by telling me how much you love that song because i listened to the album and i thought that bejeweled was one of the weak points and i didn't like it and harriet said she loved it and so the next day i went on a really long walk and I, it just clicked for me like best yeah. believe i'm still bejeweled best believe i'm still bejeweled. it's become perhaps one of my top 20 favorite taylor swift songs mm. My favorite Taylor Swift song, August. August, I always August reminds me of Ethan because we met mm-hmm. in August. We met in August, and um, he introduced me to Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I did not know about Taylor Swift before folklore. I that's a lot. I did know about her, but I used to think she was like cringe and like in mm-hmm. that kind of way. But you know what? She's so real. She's, She's so, so real. real. That album's amazing. But I, I've heard that Taylor fans think that if you only like red and folklore, you're a fake fan. I don't think that's true. I think that there are a lot of people who became fans during folklore because. Mm-hmm. It is her best album, you know? Yeah. And it's a different direction for her. And I think a lot of people are kind of, therefore, retroactively discovering her by going back on their own through the mm. previous albums or by listening to the re-recordings. Yes. You're a fan I'm that. a fan of the re-recordings. And You're a fan you know what? I had such... Summer 2021 was such a hasty even summer for me. It was a hasty even summer for you. Hasty even summer. I met up with Ethan in at Le Monde for brunch, and uh, his words were, You're glowing. Yeah. Yeah, my, that was my fearless summer. I was in mm. Wyoming that whole summer, and it was incredible. And that's a whole other story. But you were so full of fear that summer as well. Yeah, no, but <laughs> in my but not for not. I think it was transformational. Yes, but the get that muzzle off me moments. <laughs> okay. here, Ethan was wearing a mask in Wyoming. People were telling him to get that muzzle off it. <gasps> oh my god, fearful. Okay, that's an exaggeration. That also is a whole other podcast episode that we can talk about. But it, I totally see what you're saying. Like. But I think that's what Fearless is about. I don't know. I felt so young that summer, you know? Felt so young. I felt so young. I felt so... I mean, I was 20, so I wasn't a teenager, but I really did feel like one. Mm. And I think that I was both fearful and fearless. So, like, the title track of that album, that was the era I was in, for sure. I think. Yeah, I was definitely in, like, a... I also was in a Kim Petras era that summer. Though. You really were. I love. I was in a Kim Petras era five years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she just won her first Grammy last night. No way! What for? Um, best pop duo with Sam Smith for Unholy. Oh, that was so wrong. That is unholy. Yeah. Okay, the most unholy thing was Harry Styles winning anything at what all. What did he say in the speech? Like people don't like people me like me don't win. People like you win this every single year. Yeah. In fact, you have won Grammys before. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? He. I just. Look, honestly, like, I went to his concert last August. It was okay, but after seeing him in Don't Worry Darling, which I really liked. I love mm. the movie. I thought that everyone did a great job in it, including Olivia Wilde as an actress and a director, but his performance was so bad that I can't believe he's ever going to win a creative award again. Yeah. I thought after that he'd be finished. And also, I think the whole Olivia Wilde thing, like, honestly, let's look at his dating history. Like, he... You yeah. are the people you date. yes derogatory towards myself and me as well but that's why i can recognize it in him yes and you know what though we're 22 so how old is he he's pushing 30 shut up yeah i used to kiss him on my one direction poster (laughs) when i was like tag how time flies were you a zane or a harry harry then my next was liam Mm. and then zane and then Louis and then Niall. Okay, obviously. so I wasn't gay yet during the era of One Direction, but I remember when... <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember when my mom would drive my sister and her friends to the mall, and I'd be along for the ride. I'd be listening to them talk about it, and I definitely was either Harry or Zane, but I might have been Zane. I know, this is all I going back was, in time. Yeah, I see you with Zane. Yeah. But let's talk about the Yolanda Hadid. Oh my god. Like, did he call her a Dutch 
I don't know. I really that mm. the Hadids are outside my realm of pop culture. I don't know. Mm, I and Zayn fell off for me. Mm, I would love to know what happened because I feel like I feel like something definitely did went down. I think they're both. In the oh realm. yeah, because I think that I always did find Zayn and Gigi to be compatible. So for this to break them apart, and I think it was while she was pregnant too. Like something must have happened. No, I think um no the the baby had been born. I think it was the. I know Gigi and her had a big fight. Well, I mean, I don't know, obviously, for yeah. sure. But I think Gigi and her had a fight because Gigi was hiding her daughter's face from the paparazzi and Yolanda just took her outside one day. Ooh, that is, is so, so messy. messed up. So messy. I mean, it's messed up on so many levels. The paparazzi should not be doing that. I mean, I don't think that anyone under the age of, you know, 15 should be photographed in public without mm. their consent. Or really anyone, actually. Yeah. But, um... Except I was in a class the other day, mm-hmm. and I this guy is a tri- um, exchange student from the UK, uh-huh. and I said that my brother I went to the university that he goes to, and then he took a photo of me whilst I was not looking, and now I hate him. That's so messed up. I mean, you have to ask. I had got my hair blown out, so I was yeah. fine. I was fine with the photo. Yeah, but I was just like, it's so weird. Isn't that TMI? Also, like, at most, send the text and be like, oh, someone in my class's brother goes to the same college as you, but mind you. They're not going to know each other. Yeah. It's a They're not going to know you. Exactly. Harriet, I, I think he was flirting with you. No. Oh. This guy is the type of English person that makes me happy that I came to America. Mmm. Okay. I see. You know, the far, far, daddy's Range Rover type. Yeah. Mm. Honestly, like, don't really know them. All love, though. But. <laughs> All love. Um, yeah. I think our target audience right now our audience is Jewel Leaper and Ethan's Elf on the Shelf yes yeah we're just looking around my living room now we really have a cast of characters in here um another siren oh okay um how do we end this (laughs) how do we end this I think I think maybe we just don't have an ending is this the ending I think I think it's come to a natural conclusion. I, I think agree. It's kind of beautiful. And I think we're gonna have a lot to talk about next week. I think we'll have a lot to talk about every week. Yeah. We love you for listening.